Welcome to Creative Biolabs, we offer custom contract research services and products, covering the entire process of CAR T-cell therapy development. In this brand new podcast series, we will show you everything you want to know about CAR T-therapy, including the mechanism, current applications, technology limitations, and potential strategies. Hope you will enjoy it. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Creative Biolabs podcast series, the pod all about cardi therapy. This is your host Beth Miller. Now it's time to welcome Dr. William Smith to today's program. Dr. Smith is a journal editor in the field of immunotherapy, and he's here with us today to provide expertise, answer questions, and unscramble message in the previous studies. Dr. Smith, thanks for joining us. Nice to meet you again, Beth. It's an honor for me to be here and communicate with old and new friends who are interested in CAR-T therapy. Let's start today's talk and sharing. Well, we know that the progression of cancer is accompanied by a severely compromised immune system. For decades, however, the scientific community has been skeptical of the potential of immunotherapy as a therapeutic strategy. Such skepticism has diminished markedly in recent years, as clinical evidence has increasingly demonstrated the effectiveness of manipulating the immune system to treat a variety of established tumors. Among the components of the immune system, natural killer cells have been shown to play an important role in immune surveillance against cancer. In the next several episodes, we will review and discuss the advances in the understanding of human natural killer cells function in healthy volunteers. These advances have led to translational strategies for treating cancer patients. At the very beginning, could you give us a brief introduction about natural killer cells? Sure. Natural killer cells are an integral part of the innate immune system. Their functional behavior has been classically described as the result of a balance between inhibitory and activating receptor signaling. Unlike T cells and B cells, natural killer cells do not express germline rearranged antigen-specific receptors. Natural killer cells can be divided into two main subtypes based on the combination of cell surface receptors. The majority of circulating blood is cytotoxic natural killer cells, characterized by a low density of CD56 present on the cell surface. These cells express high levels of the potent activating receptor CD16 and exhibit potent cytotoxicity in the absence of activation or prior exposure. A second subset is defined as immunoregulatory natural killer cells. They are characterized by the high density of CD56, lack of CD16, and high proliferative potential. Such cells have a unique regulatory function for the production of cytokines. Natural killer cell recognition is defined as the downregulation of missing self-human leukocyte antigens following viral infection or malignant transformation, as well as the collection of activating receptor interactions that differ between different tumor types. Thus, the ultimate determinant of a natural killer cell attack is the sum of these activating and inhibitory interactions. If I understand correctly, Two major subsets of natural killer cells found in human blood have different functional properties and receptor expressions. So, what can regulate the function of natural killer cells? Interactions between killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors and class 1 MHC molecules on target cells can regulate natural killer cell function. The major histocompatibility complex is known as MHC. Killing in the absence of MHC recognition is known as the missing self-hypothesis. 
All resting blood natural killer cells are thought to express at least one inhibitory receptor that is engaged by class 1 self-MHC to mediate tolerance. Greater tolerance is associated with the expression of all inhibitory killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors. Inhibitory killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors bind to several subtypes of human leukocyte antigens. This initiates a series of signaling cascades through their long cytoplasmic tails, containing tyrosine-based inhibitory motifs. These motifs are phosphorylated after cross-linking and transmit inhibitory signals to natural killer cells. Some activating killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors are also able to bind class 1 MHC molecules, but many cognate ligands remain unknown. What are the characteristics of these activating receptors? Are there other receptors available for class 1 MHC molecules binding? For the first question, these receptors are characterized by a short cytoplasmic tail. The tail contains subunits associated with signaling molecules involved in the recruitment of protein tyrosine kinases leading to natural killer cell activation. Other receptors that bind class 1 MHC molecules include the inhibitory receptor NKG2A and the activating receptor NKG2C. While NKG2A binds human leukocyte antigen E, NKG2C binds human leukocyte antigens E with lower affinity. NKG2A expression is downregulated on adult natural killer cells compared with neonates. It is also less expressed in terminally differentiated natural killer cells. Natural killer cells lacking expression of all inhibitory receptors were unresponsive, had poor cytotoxicity, and reduced interferon gamma production. Expression of NKG2A contributes to natural killer cell tolerance when cells express low levels of killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors to maintain mature function. Therefore, natural killer cells require inhibitory receptor ligation for tolerance to acquire and maintain their normal function. While we've talked about the role of MHC molecules, I would like to know that if natural killer cells can be regulated independently of class 1 MHC molecules. Yeah. Natural killer cells encode multiple activating and inhibitory receptors that regulate their function independently of human leukocyte antigen interactions. For example, NKG2D is expressed on the surface of natural killer cells. It binds to stress-induced non-classical MHC molecules and induces natural killer cell killing activity. Other receptors, including CD96, are also regulatory receptors that play a role in controlling killing and adhesion. Many activating receptors, including NKG2D, fail to induce natural killer cell cytotoxicity in resting natural killer cells when triggered alone. However, when the same receptors are activated in cytokine-activated natural killer cells, they can induce cytotoxicity. Some natural cytotoxic receptors are important mediators in the regulation of virally infected cells and contribute to immune surveillance against tumors. These receptors normally activate natural killer cells. Natural killer cells also express a powerful activating receptor CD16. This receptor controls antibody-dependent cell-mediated cytotoxicity of natural killer cells by recognizing the FC portion of antibodies. In contrast to receptors that must bind other activation signals, activation of CD16 alone is sufficient to trigger the degranulation of quiescent natural killer cells. 
These findings explain why monoclonal antibodies directed against specific tumor antigens with good FC binding have changed the practice of cancer therapy. It turned out to be like this. I also read that many scholars claim that natural killer cells are educated in self-tolerance and avoidance of autoaggression. What does this education refer to? Education refers to the process by which natural killer cells gain function through the ligation of inhibitory killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptor interactions with class 1 MHC ligands. The expression of killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors is critical for functional maturation throughout natural killer cell development. Several hypotheses have been proposed for natural killer cell education. The first hypothesis proposes that natural killer cells are initially uneducated and that, during development killer cell immunoglobulin-like receptors bind to self-MHC1 by different affinities leading to competent effector cells. Alternatively, natural killer cells are initially active during development by in vivo stimulation due to the constitutive expression of activating ligands. But their activity is downregulated upon ligation of cognate MHC class 1. This process is called the disarming model. Thus, in the absence of inhibitory receptor ligation, natural killer cells become energic. If I understand correctly, class 1 MHC molecules are essential for the proper function of natural killer cells. So, what happens to natural killer cells in the presence of this molecular defect? Also, what are the functional differences between educated and uneducated cells? Well, studies have been conducted to answer the first question. In vivo studies have shown that natural killer cells developed in MHC class 1 deficient mice are unable to reject tumor cells lacking MHC class 1 expression and are hyperresponsive. Furthermore, natural killer cells developed in the MHC class 1 deficient environment acquired function and rapidly matured after the infusion of MHC class 1 expressing normal. This demonstrates the considerable flexibility of natural killer cells' responses to their environment. As for the functional differences between educated and uneducated cells, we've known that uneducated natural killer cells in the blood may simply be precursor cells waiting for an environmental response, or they may have a specific function. A study suggests that depletion of non-permissive natural killer cells in a cytomegalovirus mouse model may reduce control of viral titers. Another study shows that the depletion of host-educated natural killer cells may lead to increased donor engraftment. But after the depletion of all natural killer cells, donor engraftment is reduced. This suggests that uneducated natural killer cells promote donor allogeneic engraftment by producing granulocyte macrophage colony-stimulating factors. You explained it very clearly. What I'm curious about is, how many cytokines are regulating natural killer cells? I can introduce you one by one. Initially, supernatants containing interleukin-2 were shown to induce robust proliferation of natural killer cells. Subsequent studies showed that interleukin-2-activated natural killer cells have enhanced cytotoxicity against natural killer cell-resistant hairy cell leukemia targets. Later, it was found that the combination of interleukin-15 and the interleukin-2 receptor can induce the proliferation, cytotoxicity, and cytokine production of natural killer cells. It has now been established that interleukin-15 receptor alpha is expressed on dendritic cells. 
Transpresenting interleukin-15 to natural killer cells promotes proliferation, survival, and antitumoral activity. This physiological signal of interleukin-15 also regulates natural killer cell homeostasis. Recently, interleukin-15 has been shown to induce the activation of MTOR to maintain natural killer cell metabolism. Furthermore, activation of MTOR was shown to be specific to IL-15 stimulation and unresponsive to other cytokines. It should be noted that transforming growth factor beta inhibits natural killer cell function by inhibiting MTOR signaling. Blocking transforming growth factor beta restores MTOR activity in natural killer cells in response to interleukin-15 and interleukin-2 stimulation. Some other cytokines are potent inducers of interferon gamma production in natural killer cells by stabilizing mRNA of interferon gamma. When these cytokines are combined with interleukin-15 for 16 hours, they induce unique activation signals for natural killer cell survival and mediate anti-tumor responses. I understand. Some types of immune cells share characteristics of adaptive immunity and immunological memory. Do natural killer cells have such characteristics too? Yeah. Natural killer cells are hallmarks of adaptive immunity and immunological memory, even though they are thought to be short-lived, according to data from mice and humans. In a murine study, liver-resident natural killer cells were found to recall a secondary response to haptins independently of T and B cell responses. Later, it was demonstrated that a subpopulation of natural killer cells expressing the activating receptor Li49H forms long-lived memory natural killer cells after several events. These include antigen-specific amplification against murine cytomegalovirus antigens. After rechallenge with murine cytomegalovirus, these natural killer cells exhibit enhanced effector functions. Natural killer cells are important in the control of viral infections, such as human cytomegalovirus, Epstein-Barr virus, and human papillomavirus. Human natural killer cells do not express Li49. In contrast, human cytomegalovirus-reactive human natural killer cell subsets are characterized by the expression of the activating receptor NKG2C and the maturation marker CD57. Thanks for your sharing, Dr. Smith. My next question is how these natural killer cells are defined? These natural killer cells are defined by epigenetic silencing of one or more signaling molecules, as well as silencing of the transcription factor PLZF. They are called adaptive natural killer cells. Moreover, they exhibited a genome-wide methylation signature similar to that of effector CD8-positive T cells. Expansion of NKG2C-positive natural killer cells is not limited to autologous settings. Because these cells are found to expand after allografts in cancer patients with reactivated cytomegalovirus. Additionally, NKG2C-positive natural killer cells may be specific to cytomegalovirus exposure. Because these cells do not expand in response to other viral antigens, such as herpes simplex virus type 2 or Epstein-Barr virus. What is the role of the activating receptor NKG2C? Can it specifically bind cytomegalovirus? Mechanistically, NKG2C has not been shown to specifically bind cytomegalovirus. Indeed, a small proportion of individuals carry a homozygous deletion of the gene encoding NKG2C. 
However, cells from these humans still exhibit the functional and epigenetic remodeling features of adaptive natural killer cells. This suggests that NKG2C is either redundant or may not be directly involved in human cytomegalovirus recognition. The decreased frequency of NKG2C expressed by natural killer cells may be related to the decreased titer of the anti-human cytomegalovirus antibody. Additionally, although adaptive natural killer cell responses emerged in the setting of prior cytomegalovirus exposure, they are not cytomegalovirus antigen-specific. Okay, today we learned that natural killer cells were initially explained as an artifact before their discovery in the 1970s. They have subsequently been recognized as important immune effectors capable of combating viral infections and cancer. Therefore, a comprehensive understanding of the biology and function of natural killer cells is necessary. This is an important basis for the successful application of these cells in tumor therapy. Thanks for you sharing, Dr. Smith, and it was nice talking to you. So, I guess we will end here. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to stay tuned for next week where we will sharing more information about natural killer cells. Thank you. See you next week.